0: of any episode, or on the website at feedingcuriosity.net. And with that, thanks for listening, and please enjoy the show. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Feeding Curiosity. I'm your host, Eric Wenzel, as always. Feeding Curiosity is a podcast that explores the precarity of human experience, and we challenge ourselves and others to think, question, and synthesize wherever our curiosity takes us. It is through these conversations that we provide blueprints for others to learn and lead a more fulfilling life. On today's episode is a special one, and one that I've been honestly planning for for quite some time. We've now reached, well, honestly, over a hundred episodes of Feeding Curiosity. And instead of doing the typical interviewing Q&A or something like that, I I, it didn't feel like it captured the spirit of what feeding curiosity has been for me and what it has evolved into over the last two years and the last a hundred plus episodes. And what I thought would be more interesting and more fulfilling would be to kind of pull in the people who are behind the scenes or the most frequent guests that have been here since day one. And so what you're going to hear is conversations I had with each of the main people that have helped shaped what feeding curiosity is becoming and evolving into. And we kind of pull back the curtain and evaluate or reflect on the past, present and future of feeding curiosity. Before we jump into that, I want to thank all of the guests who have been on the podcast up until this point. And if you've already recorded an episode with me and it may not be out yet, you're a part of that list because if it's each and one of you who choose to put your time into this is just as important for what it is becoming as anyone else and of course to everyone listening to this podcast without you the listener then it really doesn't feel this thing to be what it is and I'm pretty blown away by just the ability that I have to be someone who can record conversations and put them out in the world and hope people get value from them. And that's really where I'm at with this. I'm not going to stop. I don't plan on stopping. I'm more fired up than ever to keep going and to keep seeing where this evolves on all fronts from podcasts themselves to blogs, the design, and now videos even too. So... Once again, thank you all for joining me on the journey that is feeding curiosity this is interesting so
1: you know next thing I know it just kept growing and growing mm-hmm. and then I forget I forget the other name winging it I think was one yeah that and was
0: then, me, me and Joe talked about yeah. like winging it and bro pod. bro pod yeah so it was
1: just you know and that was kind of us just kind of you know shooting the shit. Yeah, realistically, <laughs> you know I mean? yeah. it was really us winging it, <laughs> Right, literally. <laughs> so, yeah, and then, you know, you you know, you had started feeding curiosity. I don't know if you even had the name yet at that point, which is actually really cool to think about. I don't know if you had nailed the name.
0: No, I I'd, I'd known I wanted to do something and mm-hmm podcasting felt like a natural fit for me but I didn't the name came to me randomly yeah you know I don't know like I had my own personal website for a while right right and that's I just rebranded the whole thing to become feeding curiosity
1: right and so I remember because like I wasn't around as much because I was working so much Mm -hmm. so it's kind of like it's cool to kind of see like it evolve like I was almost an like a spectator at that (laughs) point you know what I mean so it was cool and then one time you're like hey we're gonna hang out and talk about I don't think we even knew what we were talking about. I think it just kind of evolved into that. But we that was the addiction talk. Mm-hmm. And that was, I would say that's the first thing that it was really like, wow, this is something that's like really special. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like something that's different. like, I don't know, like we're having valuable conversations that mean something and granted it was our opinions on stuff, but it was like, it's good to express those opinions. Yeah. So from that point of view, I was like, oh, this is something cool. And then you, you know, we started talking more and you're like, yeah, you know, like getting serious with it and stuff. And then. Yeah, time goes so fast. It really does. <laughs> when you think about it, I'm like, man, that seems like so long ago, but then it doesn't at the same time as weird. Yeah. But yeah, and then after that conversation, like it's just kept growing and growing it to the point where, you know, next thing I know, I have a new job working at, you know, Beerhead and we're having these conversations and you're, you know, brainstorming with us like through text and stuff about like how can I take this to the next level? You know, you think you want to do interviews and stuff like that. And you know, lucky enough, I work with uh, this awesome person, Claudia, who yeah. happens to, you know, uh, own her own practice. And she's a psychologist she has been on twice. Yep, three twice. Time? Twice, twice? twice now. Okay, yeah. yeah. Two times. And I was like, I think that would be a perfect guest to have. Yeah. You know, I ended up setting that up. And the first interview you did was with Wyatt. Yep. Yeah, and I sat on that one. And that was really cool. And just to see how even in that short amount of time from... Us sitting in a bar talking about consciousness to now we have a psychologist and like a fellow engineer and you know a guy who's like hyperactive like Wyatt you yeah know what right I mean? It's like it was just crazy and I'm like wow this is like not what I you know being on the outside so to speak mm-hmm. not what I had expected it to turn to turn into and it was something that I'm like no this is something really valuable here and then you know to see all the work you did that it you know it kept growing and growing mm-hmm. and like the branding. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you could see, and you can go back and see this so probably in like real time. But like, Yeah, the,
0: the, if you go to the Instagram page, it's probably the best to yeah. see like how the images changed and updated yeah. over the last two years. So like to see the branding, you know, and
1: it's just crazy to see how it evolved. And then in turn, it, at a certain point, it, I realized there was something that I'm like, it's something that I can, I don't want to say validate, but I can get my own thoughts out on my own life, like experiences or things that I'm going through myself. So like, yeah. you know, working through music. And I think the, around that time was when I had like took my break from it mm-hmm. and I was kind of in this weird limbo stage where you I was like, like I don't creative know. Creative limbo. Yeah, dude, it, it, I'm not going to lie. It sucked. It was like filled with anxiety and stuff. Cause I need that outlet Yeah, when I don't have it. I'm like, like I don't, you don't know, even, I can't like, that's how I express my you have thoughts no, and like, no direction. You're just like, where am I? Yeah. And like, and then my thoughts get all convoluted in my head, you know, and then yeah. I start going on Instagram and posting, you know, I'm like, if you do this, you suck. No, Like like <laughs> <laughs> But I mean, really though. So like that creative outlet lets me process my thoughts in a way that, you know, I can understand it and get my feelings out and stuff. So in that mm-hmm. time I didn't have that. And it's just so interesting. Cause that's, at the same time when you were like really finding the footing of feeding curiosity. So in turn that helped me kind of figure out (laughs) where, where I was going to go. And now, you know, I'm working on my third script and stuff like that. So,
0: yeah. And we're actually going to, I'm really going to be releasing the conversation we had in February, kind of around your screenwriting and creative stuff there. So yeah. that'll be coming out shortly after this conversation. So perfect. So people will already understand where you're coming yeah. from <laughs> a little bit more in in that respect. Yeah, because you really stayed true to the, the that theme of like how you see the world and what you see like filmmaking and those creative you know on screen yeah. type processes. Right,
1: which is really cool. But I mean, at the at the beginning of this, that wasn't even that didn't exist within me. You know what I mean? I yeah. it did a little bit like the roots were there, but it, I hadn't fleshed it out. Yeah. So it's just cool to see like the the simultaneous growth. And I, I mean, yeah, this might be a little like, <laughs> this might be deep, but I would say like, if you weren't doing this, I probably wouldn't have found that. Yeah. And it wasn't, it's not something that was like so direct. It's like, it's not like you're like, Hey Jordan, you should screenwrite. It wasn't like that, but it was like through these conversations and seeing it build like allowed me to kind of learn more about myself, and I think mm-hmm. that's what a lot of people can get from these things mm-hmm. and i mean personally it's not that's not where I thought this was going back when we had that consciousness conversation in a bar, like yeah, right, I don't know if you had some master plan <laughs> you know what I mean? but <laughs> yeah, I just thought we were just you know you know finding conversations to have over a
0: beer I mean, yeah, I mean, that's where this all started its yeah. It was talking about things that mattered, you mm-hmm. know. I think to some degree, especially as 20-something-year-olds, we feel like our opinions aren't valued. And if you do have them, people tell you to go sit in your corner and you mm-hmm. know go drink your apple juice again. Because yeah. even though you're, you've made it through the world and possibly even served in the military, you, you still don't get a lot of attention on, or yeah. you still get treated like you're the newbie in the room, which you still are to, mm-hmm. to a large degree. But I think a lot of times our age group, wants to feel like we're making an impact and, and leaving high school, even we're told like, Oh, you're, you're, you know, adults now. And you, your peer group is bigger than just your you know, like whatever yeah. your graduation year is, but you don't feel like that. And even to this day, it's harder to feel like that to some degree, especially when you just finished college and you barely had more than a one, two jobs. I've always had this idea that the 20 something year old should be able to ask questions to people, especially their peers who, you know, are professionals or or just lived more life in in a serious context that instead of getting pat on the head and like, oh, you'll figure it out one day, Billy, mm-hmm. but to actually come at it with some sincerity and be like, hey, I really just want to figure out the world and yeah. hope to God that I can make it better or, or live my life better so that it inadvertently make other people's lives better, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the, like around the same time that I kind of came out with this idea was, was that – I was listening to tons of entrepreneurial stories of like, you know, Mark Zuckerberg and Elon Musk and all those, you know, people who own companies or started companies. And they're, you know, on top of the world. Right. Or at least they're on top of the world now. Mm-hmm. And at the time, I was kind of like, well, you know, they were 24 at some point and they didn't think that they whatever they were doing at that time, you know, Jeff yeah. Bezos, who whenever he started Amazon, had no idea what it yeah. was going to turn into no yeah. idea as much as you can do revisionist history and say, yes, I knew exactly by making X, Y, and Z move. Mm-hmm. I was going to make this thing into the biggest company in the world. Wrong. Yeah. Absolutely fucking wrong. Yeah. Like, I don't care who you are, but nobody knows exactly where anything they're doing is going. Mm-hmm. And that that's part of the point of this is like when we have all of us, you know, me, you, Joe, Mike, Ben, my brother, mm-hmm. like we're writing the story of our lives in real time and we're telling the story Not in a a revisionist history way, but in a way of like, hey, every conversation, we're updating each other and saying, here's what our stories, here's what we're working on, and here's where we're pointed, you know? And that's really it. It's not some fantastical thing of like, oh, yeah, I'm going to be grandiose and I'm going to, you know, be the next entrepreneur that makes $100 million or whatever it was. I mean, as great as that would be, but that's not that's not how this stuff works. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. For me, it's like, I've always had this drive to just, I just like to learn across the board as you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and I'll send like all of you guys different links depending on different things that's mm-hmm. going on. Like even reading uh, creativity Inc right now with yeah. Pixar, I, I sent you a whole bunch of stuff on script writing and screenwriting, like, right. all the creative writing part of it. And then I got to a point where he's tar- like talking about perception and like how people don't see things within business and like organizing people. And Mm -hmm. so I send that to Joe because that's like Joe's thing with philosophy and perception of the world. Right. But like you don't really care about it as much. So then it's like I send that to Joe because I know Joe gets that. Right. And I'm like over here like, ooh, these are both so interesting.
1: Right. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You're just like every you're grasping at everything. You know what I mean? Um which is awesome. And I think that allows you to do this. Because if you weren't, I don't think it would work. You know what I mean? Yeah. If you weren't interested in everything you know i'd mean? like literally everything if you're yeah. interested in it just wouldn't work the same because you wouldn't have that i don't enthusiasm corny it, we could say i was gonna say curiosity and i was like i don't want to be corny but, but like literally though it, like if you didn't have that curiosity and all these things yeah it it would show yeah and it would be like you know inauthent- it wouldn't be authentic you know yeah and so seeing just seeing it transform it's nuts because you've always kind of been that way, you know what I mean? Yeah. And like for a long time, you guys were like, "I read this book, I read this book," and I'm like, "Holy shit!" Like these guys just read everything, and then to like <laughs> to like apply that that curiosity into a format where other people, you know, can jump into it and be like, "Ooh, that's cool! I want to hear what the psychology is. like if they're into psychology, yeah, there's something for that. If they're into you know sleep science and stuff like that, like there's something for everyone. Screenwriting, music, whatever it is. There's a breadcrumb for yeah, people, right? right? And like that. <laughs> it's like you're the like the center of the web with all these or like you know the roots and they yeah. have all these branches splitting out and like if that wasn't there you know nothing would be holding it together yeah so it's cool and like even and i don't know i don't know if you do this but i'm not i don't usually always like look back and be like wow look at how like all oh, this kind. you know what i mean like yeah like at least personally i don't look back and be like wow, i started music here and then i got to this and then i got to this point no it's like i'm just it's today <laughs> you know what, yeah. what I mean? like it's just like very present and like you think about the future a little bit and like as you were saying With, like, you know, people don't know what necessarily is going to happen. Like, you don't just be like, yeah, this is a 1,000% going to be a (laughs) million-dollar company. Like, that doesn't happen. But, like, you can have, you know, some sort of expectations and be like, this is what I want it to be. You know what I mean? Or, like, something like that. But, you know, I don't, you know, as a screenwriter, I don't necessarily be like, yeah, I'm going to sell the next Avengers. You know what I mean? Like, something that big. like. That's not realistic, but it would be nice, <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Like, I feel like people, you know, you have goals set, but it's, it's the present, the each day, the, the growing, you know what I mean? And coming from one point to another, that is important where the focus should be. And I feel like that's very much what we're doing, like what you're doing yeah. here.
0: I mean, to the point that, you know, the coin, you know, sitting here <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, that was a moment getting those made and yeah. like actually take a thing that's just exists as an image on the internet or whatever and to like hold it in your hands, I was yeah. like, whoa. Like you made it tangible. Right. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like this is a thing. Like yeah. I can hold it in my hands now. Like what? Yeah. Like, <laughs> hold on. <laughs> it's like all
1: those little things make it more, not real, but, you know, make it more fleshed out. Yeah. And it's like becoming itself. You know what I mean? It's like taking its on a life thing. of its own. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And it's crazy because I don't, again, I didn't see that happening, you know?
0: Like, I mean, for me, it's, This didn't start because, it's like, I didn't wake up one morning and was like, you know what I want to be? I want to be an entrepreneur. And, like, I guarantee you there's a ton of people out there that don't really know me and whatever. And they're like, oh, yeah, he's, like, a born entrepreneur or whatever. Mm -hmm. And maybe I am. Like, whatever. Like, we can debate that forever. But I was never – I never went into listening to podcasts or – even like reading books in the attempts that I'm going to make a company and I'm going to start building this thing and we're going to, you know, hire a whole bunch of people and do yeah. all that stuff. What I wanted to do for my own sake was to have something that I could explore that could morph as my own interest changed. Yeah. And it wasn't boxed in so much that it was like, oh, well, I it doesn't make sense for you to go talk to that person because you're, you know, you really talk about this thing. So, so it doesn't really make sense for you to go talk to that person about something all the way on right field. Yeah. Like, and I was like, nah, oh, fuck, that's boring. <laughs> like, 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 but what, like, I, like for me, especially, cause it's like, I could see why that over here can apply over here. And then who knows where it'll end up like three years from now. Who, yeah. Come on. Like, can I? <laughs> right. And then like not having to ask permission from anyone is yeah. like huge for me. I we you know we before we started recording here we were talking about like discipline and things like that and I think my one of my biggest things is that I don't listen to external influences. Like if I get an idea in my head and I and I want to make it real, I will do everything in my power mm-hmm. to make sure that becomes a reality. Yeah. Like everything. Like I will, will not stop. Mm-hmm. And then, it, you know, it's not going to look great. It's going to be okay or mediocre at best. But I'm going to do everything I need to do to figure it out myself. Yeah. I'm not going to ask for help. I'm not going to tell anyone what I'm working on. Yeah. And I'm just going to send a link to you guys and be like, hey, I did a thing, guys. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then you guys are probably on the other end like, what the, f- how, where did this?
1: <laughs> yeah. Literally, all the time. <laughs> all the time. But that's good. And I feel like you need that. You know what I mean? Yeah. You need that drive, that personal drive to be like, okay, I'm going to do something. I'm going to go get it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And. That's important, and this wouldn't have grown the way it did if it wasn't. I mean, imagine. I mean, granted, you had you know Nick to help out here and there. Yeah. But even you know, and but I he know, didn't help
0: out in the beginning. Right in the beginning,
1: <laughs> you, I mean, still, and even when he did help out, it was still m- mostly, to my understanding, it was still mostly. Yeah. You know, like you. doing He the says work. that too. And yeah.
0: He gave me the template, like he made the first one, and then he's like, "All right, here's the file. You just change the picture and text here and there." And. All right. You got it. Right, take it, you, you know, pass the time. <laughs> yeah. So,
1: like, whether Nick was there or not, if you didn't have that drive to be like, well, I'm going to, you know, figure this logo stuff out. If you didn't have that, you may still not have a logo, and then it wouldn't be what it is, you know what I mean? Because yeah. you kind not be like, hey, you know, you kind not talk to, you know, your VPs or, like, Olympians <laughs> and stuff like that and be like, hey, you want to come on my podcast? Like, yeah, can I see your logo? Don't have one. <laughs> or like, can I see right. your website? Not existent, you know what I mean? That, right. would like, mm, no, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, like, just to see... All those like the the foundations that have been laid, yeah, for it to continue growing and like like I know you know hundredth episode and it's like a milestone, but it's really to me it's like I think we were saying this early. I think you said Mike said this, but it's like it's rookie, you know, it's like rookie season still, you know. Yeah, what I mean? it really it's does like, feel like
0: rookie season, like right. you know.
1: Yeah, it's like laying that foundation, and so like on the two hundredth episode, you know, what's who it gonna knows? I like at that. It's like it's crazy, and it's just it continuously grows almost to the. In a good way, but almost to the point where, like, you don't even realize how far it's come. Yeah. Because you're just in it. Definitely. You're immersed in it.
0: You know, and, and I'll be talking to Mike later, and, you know, we've been talking about it in the back end for a long time, but, like, the idea of an a la carte episode, mm-hmm. you know, where we're starting to distill down ideas from multiple different people and stuff like that, it, that's really special for me.
1: Yeah.
0: To, you know, my brother has talked about it from the beginning as a graphic designer and media guy who who knows you know how people think and what captures attention and you know most people don't want to sit through an hour long conversation and i'm just stubborn Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) and that's and personally speaking that's what i enjoy like Mm -hmm. i like the depth like i've always been the depth person like okay let's like i don't like snippets and sound bites or whatever like Mm -hmm. there's more to the picture than you know more than meets the eye but like to, to then take this to the next level and look at like you know with 99 interviews or conversations, that means there's a lot of like, you know, five, 10 minute or less clips of, of ideas that are worth packaging in a way that makes it accessible to people who aren't going to spend, you know, the hour to get that one minute, (laughs) you know, that's not a really good investment of time for people, but if we can go in and, and do, and do that back end work for people and, and make a cohesive actionable, you know, 10, 15 minute thing, and that gets people, like, helps people, like, I'm all for that. Yeah. You know, if that's the one thing they need to hear to, to go and start screenwriting or to go and yeah. do whatever it is that they want to do with their life, then awesome. Like, even if, I'm and I'm not, I don't want to be misconstrued here that, like, everyone needs to go quit their job and, you know, yeah. go be the next whatever they want to be. Like, I think you can totally still do, I mean, I am doing that, right? I guess. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, you can still work a job and do the things that you feel fulfilled doing mm-hmm. without killing yourself right yeah we we're talking about that
1: <laughs> earlier too and yeah i think that's important even yeah not everything that makes you feel fulfilled it has to be a know, business yeah it has to be a, but you don't have to be like i want to be the best you know what i mean like it's it's good to have those goals but it's not bad to not have them you yeah. know what i mean like you can look at it either way it just depends on who you are as a person but you know i think it is important in something like this and you know going into the a la carte mm-hmm. you know if something you know something might so, one conversation might pique someone's interest, right? But yeah. if there's someone who's not going to sit and listen to, you know, an hour and a half or however <laughs> yeah. long of a conversation, they might, you know, they might listen to a little bit of it, but turn it off before it gets to the point that clicks with them. Right. So, if you can, you know, turn that to get to the high points and it's, you know, 15, 30, however long, you know, in its duration, and then someone can listen to the whole thing and then that might click for them. You know what I mean? So, yep. that's important. And again, that's just the growth, you know, of going from like, it very much was your baby, you know what I mean, and like when it's something like that, like I know it as a musician, you know, oh, I mean? yeah. Like you know, you have this idea, and you're like, "This is what I'm doing." And someone's like, "Yeah, it might work better if you do this," and you're like, "Yeah, but I'm gonna do this." <laughs> you're <laughs>
0: you're like, yo,
1: step off. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> but I'm doing this. You know what I mean? And then, yeah. You know, that's not like not necessarily in this case, but you can get like the artist who. Oh yeah. You well, know, oh, he sold out. It's like, well, eh, no. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? The market is driving this way, and if they want to grow, then sometimes mm-hmm. you have to step out of your your comfort realm, you know what I mean? Or just not even necessarily comfort, but just, you know, take a step to the left and just see what's behind this door or something like that. You know what I mean?
0: And that's actually a really good point. Like I think I've kind of gotten to this point where, where this, it honestly feels bigger than me. Like it's always been bigger than me. Like, you know, talking to you guys and kind of highlighting your own personal journeys. And then also every guest who's ever been on the podcast, you know, it wouldn't be where it is today without every single one of them. Right. And and I'm going to do an intro where I'm going to say that outright before this, but it's also, you know, the guests and the listeners make it what it is and, you know, for them to be able to take the, the shot in the dark quite literally, because I'm just some person that usually messages to them via email or whatever I happen yeah. to contact you via, or a, you know, a rave review from a friend, you know, I've, yeah. I've seen those text messages too. Yep. And that they just say that sounds like something I want to give my time towards, you know, even if it's just an hour. That's still a pretty big time commitment. It blows me away that I've been able to, been able to even meet and have conversations with the people that I've had. And so it's like anything I can do to pay that forward, to allow their those people's ideas to spread and hopefully help more people is like, that's the goal. And and it's such a cool, um, thing. And a part of it too is like giving license to other people to kind of interpret it as they may and, and Joe had said this to me about like the All Card episodes it's like sometimes you like it's almost like because I've done all of the interviews it makes it too close like it's too hard for me to separate yeah. like what's good and that's not good because mm-hmm. I know what's coming after what was right. said or something like that <laughs> right. so it's like hard for me to like I don't like oh, but I, like if I just give it one more minute then like that's the good cut mm-hmm. or, like, yeah. dude <laughs> <Ugh>. <laughs> Like, you know what I'm talking about
1: because yeah, like, I know. I literally, like, when you explain that, I like, like, my heart, <laughs> like, my heart fell into my stomach, and I'm like, I know exactly that feeling. It's hard, dude. It's hard to edit something you're close to. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean?
0: So, that's like, I, when I ask like other people, like, for advice or to do like cuts on things, it's like, because also part of it, it's like, because it's all coming, like, the interview is coming from my brain, it's like, I'm too close to it. So, it's like, I need someone else to extract. Other values, so then they it's like not just like you know feeding curiosity via Eric Wenzel, it's feeding curiosity via you know the world at large yeah like i'm not you know I'm not going to be pretentious enough to say that I'm like the inventor of feeding curiosity here yeah. like no, like the whole point is that this is a blueprint for others to feed their curiosity however they see fit right, and how I'm doing it, it just happens to be in these forms right. But it's also there so that other people can just be like, oh, wow, okay, so if that person did it this way or, you know, that guest talks about things this way or, like, you, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, just by proximity unlocked the ability for you to go screenwrite and write music even again a little bit. Like, Mm -hmm. that's that's what it's all about, you know? It's like saying yes to the things that you're interested in consistently, you know? And just keep saying yes to those things until, you know, until you get so far down the road and Mm -hmm. you look back and you're like, what the hell? What the, yeah, And you're like, how did I get all the way over here? And it's like, well, if I've done some pretty cool fucking things at this point. Right? right. And I hope to God that like in, in, you know, five or 10 years that, you know, maybe feeding capacity doesn't exist or maybe it's something completely different by then. But like, I hope to God that, it, you know, when that happens, I can do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah. that's really what I hope this does. This, this allows me to
1: do. I mean, that's important. And that's, I mean, that's happening now. You know what I mean? There's, <laughs> there's stages in life and anything you go through. I feel like where. It's good to stop and look back and be like, damn, that's, I never would have thought that, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, it's just crazy to see then, you know, like me doing, diving into these creative pursuits, mm-hmm. you know, I don't really ever look back and be like, huh, like I have scripts done, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it, you don't think of it that way until, you know, having something like this and then you're in a reflective mindset and you can look back and be like, yeah, like you you, you may be, you may not be where you want to be, right. at the, you know, as a result, but you can look back and be like I've made a lot of steps, like positive steps, mm-hmm. and I think, I guess that is what I would say. Feeding curiosity does for me. It is, it allows me to look back at things and say like, you can see where things are going and be appreciative. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I know, you know that it's a, there's a lot of things to it more than that. But like for me, that's the the biggest piece I take value from it's cause it just allows people to be appreciative of things and like see where they are and like mm-hmm. at what time frame. it's like, well, this is where I was thinking. And you know, me being on so many episodes <laughs> and stuff like that, like I can go back to the first one that we did solo yeah, and just see where my mindset wasn't, but like, Holy shit. <laughs> you know right. I mean? And just like, see how
0: far you came. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah,
1: and I think it's so cool. And I think again, me personally, that's something that has value that is almost unattainable in a lot of other pursuits. You yeah. know what I mean? Just, Uh, being real about it, and uh, it's super cool, and, you know, I like to think I kind (laughs) of, I know where it's going, but again, on the 200th episode, it might be, you know, we got the a la carte's coming and stuff like that, like, yeah, it's just crazy, man, and it's awesome, it's exciting.
0: I'm I'm really excited about it, and, you know, actually, like, just last week, so May 11th, it's like a week later from that date, currently is recording this segment of it, and, you know, like, I'm one year out of college. <laughs> is it one year? And it was like, a, like May 11th was like, well, officially yeah. one year out of college. And I'm yeah. like, holy crap. Like, you know, I recorded like episode 49 and 50 with like graduation and post-graduation with my brother. Yeah. You, you know? Yeah. And, and so I'm like, wow, here it is. Like, you know, I, I guess like, duh, makes sense one year later, mm-hmm. 50 more episodes. Yeah, <laughs> but, like, <laughs> but like, it's like crazy to think of that and like to have, to see what I've been able to do now that I don't have to worry about doing school, yeah, and just the the acceleration of some of it, I'm like, wow, okay then, you know. <laughs> and it's like I can't, I, it's like, I don't know. It just the more I do this thing, the more it's like this is like something, you don't. It's like stumbling upon it, but also like, just feeling the excitement that you can do something just by putting time into it, yeah, you know, and. It's like, even if like I just minus what the content I put out or anything like that, and looking at the skills that I have by trying to do this thing, Mm -hmm. you know, I can do live streaming and all these editing softwares and I can interview people and whatnot. Like I have all these extra skills that I wouldn't have had otherwise just by saying, I'm going to try and do this thing. Mm -hmm. That's a podcast. Right. And then that, thing that is a podcast turns into understanding audio and writing and, and, and yeah. scripting and doing like right. all this extra stuff that you don't think, like, I didn't know what I was going to have to do going into it. I'm like, I just yeah. want to do a podcast. I just want to sit in front of a microphone and talk. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's the, the simple answer. Mm-hmm. But then there's all the backend stuff that you're like, Oh, there's a lot more that goes into this than yeah,
1: I'm just talking <laughs> right. a lot more than that.
0: Like to- the talking part is the 1%. That's the fun part.
1: <laughs> Honestly, I feel like that's the easy part <laughs> for sure. Like all this stuff in the bag, like I get texts from you. I think, I don't even know. Like if I looked at my bill, like and you could look at like your text, <laughs> yeah. writes, I think I'd be like 95% ones with <laughs> <laughs> like ideas. And I'm like, Holy fuck. <laughs> but it's like, that's dope. <laughs> Cause, yeah. then, Cause then you see it, you know, start taking effect and the talking and sitting down and be like, all right, we're going to have this conversation easy you know. after all that which is so cool (laughs) (laughs) you know what I mean it's so cool and you think the performance it's almost like a performance in a sense it is not not but it's it's a more it's
0: a more authentic performance because you don't go into it with a script and Mm -hmm. I mean we we could do it that way there are podcasts that do it that way but that's just not how I operate I'm not a script person I've always just believed in the authenticity and just coming as you are right like I don't want to to force people into uh you know like box them in yeah or like it, I mean that's antithetical to what we're doing here yeah. <laughs> yeah, literally <laughs> like it wouldn't make any sense for me to like come in here and like alright I need you to talk about curiosity with me and if you if you meander from that we're done I yeah. hit this it's over yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah it doesn't make
0: sense <laughs> it doesn't make sense right yeah. and, and so to have like just letting people meander like there's a lot of different things like obviously there's like a hundred different ways to skin the cat here but yeah. like <laughs> such a weird and it's a, it's a strange expression. Yeah, As I said, it, I was like, I probably could have used a better one there. No, I mean it
1: works, but it's just whenever someone says that, I'm like,
0: why, who thought of that? But
1: anyway, keep going.
0: So. <laughs> but yeah, like it's just coming out at like in this way that just allows people to unpack the things that they may feel apprehensive to talk about. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, we all grow up with these things and these interests that we feel like we can't share them. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and because of those things, like, we kind of put them on wraps. And then when people ask about them in a genuine way, you're, you're like, Oh, I, I don't know. you like, you, you like cut it real short and you're like, I'm not going to talk about it. Cause I'm not sure yeah. if I'm okay. Or like, what if they make fun of me, yeah. whatever it is. Yeah. And like the whole point of this thing is kind of like to find that thing that people get excited about and animated about and just like double click on it and say, go yeah. and just go and just like, we'll just follow you through that wherever that roller coaster takes you and say, like, where did that come from? Like, why are you interested in that? And just keep on pulling on the thread. And so other people can feel the, the authentic enthusiasm that they have about that thing. And to say, you can find that too. Not maybe in that same thing, but just there's something in your life that will light you on fire in that same way. I know it Mm a (laughs) hundred percent.
1: It's, I don't want to speak for other people, but I feel like it allows this allows people to feel like their thoughts have value when maybe mm-hmm. other times they didn't. And that's really important. And in a sense, again, not speaking for other people, speaking for myself here, but it holds you accountable. Mm-hmm. Like when I come on and say like, yeah, I'm working on the script now <laughs> years go by and it's like, yeah, I'm still working on the same script. <laughs> it's like, okay, dude, like what happened since episode 23? You know what I mean? Like yeah. whatever episode it was on, but in that aspect, you know, with the, with the interviews and like talking to people mm-hmm. and like letting them express themselves, it like, let you might discover something about yourself again speaking for myself that i didn't know was there and i'm like huh like i need to i'm glad that got out and it feels like it clears your head you know oh what yeah I mean? and then you can you know get to work you go home like i feel like every time we podcasted the second i leave i go home and i'm like just typing and like there's i think um not the last one we did but the one before that so yeah
0: the one in february probably yeah
1: where it was just me and you not yeah. like the one with joe but yeah the last one I put out. I wrote like two acts in a day, which I usually wow. I usually strive for like an act between one to three days. Is mm-hmm. like after that conversation, I was like fired up, and I'm like, oh, I gotta get. This. and I got two acts done in a day. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I don't know. It's just like it creates this this like aura of like productivity almost, or like yeah. self realization. You know, like and all these things bundled together that I think has value that you don't really get. You know, I, you I never. To put it in perspective, I I graduated college, you know what I mean? I had my bachelor's degree. Never once felt that. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's something that I can sit down and have an hour-long conversation and classes hour an hour. Right, yeah. And feel a thousand times more, like, fulfilled, you know what I mean? Right. And curious in myself, like, that's a value that doesn't have a price tag, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? So that's why I'm like, I never, never would have thought this was going to evolve into what it is. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. It's just nuts. I I can
0: definitely say the same thing for myself. Like whenever, especially talking like to you guys, my closest friends and things like that, it's whenever you guys come back on, it's kind of like, okay, we've like gone out into the world and we're exploring our own little corners of the world. And then every time you guys come back on, it's like, okay, cool. Let's like, you know, we're updating our own internal notebooks with each Mm -hmm. other's ideas and like kind of checking ourselves to see like, okay, what's working, what's not working. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, oh, I've got this nagging doubt over here. Like, is that really... Like, am I, should I really be worrying about that thing? Or like, it's all these like little check-in things that like wind up turning into these little, like, I don't know, like little nuggets of just like, okay, I'm, I'm on the right path and I just got to keep going. You know, it's like, just like, it's those little, you know, I hate the word I'm about to use is affirmations, you know, it's like little affirmations of like, okay, like chin checks almost, you know, (laughs) (laughs) it's a little like bump and you're like, all right, you're, you're doing good. Like, you know, and then we also do that to each other though, but we're like, you know, if, if you get a too a little too full of yourself, then it's like, all right, you know, cool your jets, bro. Like, yeah. <laughs> And then, like, you know, it's like this constant interplay. And, you know, that's why, you know, going into this, it's always the more I, I like go into this podcasting thing. It's like having you guys as a core as a core group that's foundational to it, but also not like, you know, overtly like tying it to a business thing. Mm. That's what I find. More enjoyable about it because if it does turn into something, I can still create this space that allows, you know, all of you guys to come back in here and to share the things that you're working on in a way that it doesn't feel like business, but then it can provide value like it is a business. Right. And it also fosters the relationship still. Cause you know, there's still going to be life and things that goes on and we're just going to get busier. Right. And so having this in, in a somewhat of a structured way, even though that's, we're not going to need it like mm-hmm. realistically, but like this provides us that escape to be able to make sure that we can catch up with each other and say like, yo, what's going on, dude? Like yeah. how, how's the family and how's the kids or whatever. And like, as we get older and yeah. I, I'm really excited about that part of it just to be able to keep, you know, a running log of like, you no know, matter how busy life gets, we can find a time to right. make sure that we're checking in on each other.
1: Yeah. Imagine how weird it's going to be when we're like 40 or right. even older, 50. Right. And you look back and be like, listen to yourself speaking as a 25, 26-year-old or something. Can you imagine
0: like, like your kids somehow finding that one day? I will
1: not let them. <laughs> <laughs> You're, like, You're not going to know who I was.
0: Like, so. th- that's what cr- like creeps me out sometimes because I'm just like, oh my God, I, I got like, you know, video of me on the internet or like audio of me on the internet that you know spanning years now yeah it's like here's eric you know circa 2020 what i was like 24 yeah 24 like first podcast so it's like here's eric 24 you know here's eric 25 yeah and you can kind of get like okay you know someone can go back through one day and like Find out where ideas shifted, or oh, this is the first episode. He'll he, like, we started talking about mindfulness or meditation, yeah. or here's where we started talking about like working out more, or yeah. like, whatever, like different diets. And it's like, what the f- like, it's, it's weird, <laughs> it's such but a it's
1: so cool, you know what I mean? It's like super exciting. Uh, yeah, so it's just cool to have that like log almost like log of it's life. like an audio yeah. diary,
0: yeah, with conversation, though, like, right? More free flowing and hopefully more interesting, definitely more interesting. <laughs> <laughs> definitely more interesting. So, yeah, I mean, I, I guess just to wrap this one up, because you don't want to take too long, but right. just to, like, you know, the, the journey was always for me, you know, I am probably give more credit to other people than I give my own, <laughs> to myself. Mm-hmm. But, like, the reason this exists is a lot of times because of people like you and, you know, Joe and whatnot that help strive, like, push it to be what it was, and a lot of it is growing pains, like, I wasn't sure I could like monologue in front of a microphone. Like I was really nervous about it and I felt like it was pretentious to some degree to like just talk at people. Mm -hmm. And then I started doing it because I like wrote scripts or something or, you know, sometimes you guys just get busy with life and so we couldn't record episodes. So I was like, well, I can't like sit around and wait for them to be like available. If I really want to do this podcast thing, like I got to either, you know, come out with material that's my own or, or, you know, find people that might come on and schedule it. right? Right. And, and, those growing pains are, are real. And, you know, a lot of it's just self doubt in your own head of like, you know, can I do this? Right. Cause it's mm. easy to talk to your friends yeah. <laughs> like anything else, yeah. but to strike out and go talking to, to strangers or professionals that have weight behind their name is a whole another thing entirely. But at the end of the day, we're all just people. Right. right. And so if you go into that with just a curiosity about another person's life and in an authentic way and how they think about the world and why they believe what they believe, I think, that's kind of where I just come at it, you know, yeah. and now it's like I've done it and that all those fears were like for naught yeah. to
1: some degree. Yeah, definitely. You look at it, you're like, well, that wasn't so
0: bad. really. <laughs> you know I mean? yeah. It's all stuff that you'd like, you know, wrap yourself around and get all worried about and you're like, oh, why did I, you know? Right.
1: Yeah. I mean, everyone does that in anything and it's normal. Yeah. And, you know, and then it's either like you take the step and say, well, I'm going to do it anyway. Mm-hmm and then, you know, 100 episodes later, here you are. <laughs> Such a wild roller coaster. And, yeah, you know, it's awesome. I feel like we're still on the way up, man. The roller coaster ain't over yet. No. You're yeah. in the front seat. It's like,
0: <laughs> you know, that it's that point in the roller coaster where it's just kind of going up for a long time. And yeah. It's slow. Right. <laughs> you to hear the. <laughs> <laughs> you
1: know what I mean? And then, you know, that's the other you know, wild ride of it.
0: It's life, right? Yeah. And it's like a microcosm of life, like any good you know entertainment it should mirror something in real life and mm-hmm. i hope that's what we're achieving here and you know uh, i think so who are you whoever is listening here and if you're past guests on here know that you know it's it's been a wild ride right? and every single one of you we talked about possibly doing like an episode review kind of thing, but Mm -hmm. then I felt like that would be disingenuous or it'd be here for way too long (laughs) (laughs) because I don't want to just pick any one episode or any one guest and say this one was really invaluable because I think honestly, all of them have, uh, I could honestly go through every single one of them and say why they were important, you know, and there's no comparison to be made between any guests except that they're all here you know yeah. and so because they're all on here means that they all are equal right. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know and, it, and that, that's part of the awesome part of it you know is yeah. like just building this track record of what it is that you know we have here and just all of the broad swaths of humanity yeah. I, I think is cool and uh, most of all i would just appreciate you for <laughs> for being you yeah, know kind appreciate- of kind of the co-host in almost all of this like when joe's gone and things mm-hmm. like that and just kind of Seeing it through, yeah, yeah, man.
1: No, I appreciate if you. Appreciate you like trusting me to, you know, help out. You know, mm-hmm. so definitely, it's awesome. Again, it's a wild ride, and <laughs> I'm just, you know, it's weird, but I'm excited for the the 200th, the 300th,
0: yeah, on and on. Wild All the stuff
1: behind the scenes. That's the exciting stuff that we don't talk about on here as much, but
0: yeah, there's a lot going on behind the scenes <laughs> yeah. that, you know. In the conversations here, it's not as important as necessary yeah. to talk about, but there's a lot going on, and um, I'm really excited to, you know, I actually shared some behind the scenes here mm-hmm. uh, because I'm not, you know, it's basically done at this point to, yeah. to be able to talk about this first one, and it's been, honestly, in the work for probably over a year to get a la carte yeah. going.
1: Yeah, I remember when that first kind of <laughs> came out. It was so cool.
0: <laughs> and And now it's, like, actually real, and for someone like me to kind of give the reins to, to see the evolution of this thing in that way. And, you know, I, I kind of got goosebumps, like, feeling that thing. Like, I got really, really excited about it. and yeah. You know, and you've listened to it now, so you know. Yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> and I, I was like, yo, this is something. <laughs> like, I yeah. nailed it 100%. So Yeah.
0: So, like, I feel like it's going to be something that not only the people who've already listened to this stuff are going to really like, but also, like, going forward, it might be – it might honestly turn into a flagship of this thing and the, the full conversations might be their they're you know, supplemental. Yeah. <laughs> like as wild as it is to say that. Yeah. <laughs> so awesome. I think that's good enough and yeah. I really appreciate you taking the time. Yeah. We got one more conversation to hear. Right. And then you'll we'll be wrapping up episode one hundred. Cool, man.
1: It's exciting stuff. Yes, it is. Cool. See you later, Jordan. Appreciate it.
0: All right, Nick. We're here with episode 100, and as you know, I've been interviewing basically all the people who are working either in front of the scenes, doing podcasts with me, or in your case, behind the scenes, doing a lot of the other things that make the podcast either accessible to people or make people want to see it. (laughs) And so it'd be kind of cool to just kind of talk about the design that we've both collaborated on and kind of brought into being with this project that is feeding curiosity.
2: Yeah, for sure. Any angle in particular?
0: Well, we can just start with the, the, the logo. We'll start there and then kind of meander because I think designing the logo really helped encapsulate a lot of the identity that now we're, we're slowly still uncovering to this day, but it's really helped give it a visual identity that we can kind of keep building on and refining as we go forward.
2: Sure. So the current logo is the one you'll see plastered on pretty much everything. And that's that, like, circle with sort of the um, sine wave half and then the more rigid line sort of based half. And that sort of just originated because you were, we were looking to update it mm-hmm. and you had sort of this brain thing going on, which I think is, is interesting in the sense that, you know, curiosity is such an abstract idea. And I think if you were to Google, like, curiosity icons, curious icons, anything like that, you're going to get things like a brain, you're going to get light bulbs, you're going to get sort of astute attention type stuff. Yeah. But but not really many people have, have solved for uh, a visual abstraction of what curiosity is. And so the latest iteration you see was born out of, well, I asked you to sketch what it was to you because... Yeah. Because everybody's going to have a different take on it. And if we couldn't come up with what the prototypical glyph of curiosity is, then at least it should be representing what you see it to be. And so you sort of had this like circle with like a rectangular or something, something. I have a sticky note somewhere with it. Yeah. So I I Um, can
0: explain it because I still have that photo and that picture. But basically, it was kind of like this idea of, at least in my mind, it was an abstraction of how people think you know the left brain right brain old idea that's now kind of been debunked a little bit but i still think it holds true to some degree and kind of what i was going for was this idea that we're combining the the analytical and then the like abstract or like the creative like unrefined i don't know how to, I, I get the analytical part but i don't know how to describe the other half as well so it, it it was like me trying to come up with like the rigid and then the free form and kind of how do you mix those two together?
2: Yeah. So so basically, I took that original rough sketch and turned it into something that was more iconographic, mm-hmm. and that would just mean you know making sure it had some sort of balance to it that it you know felt like a logo mark, which is sort of you know just intuitive. But then also things around need to scale well so that if we were to reduce it to the size of a penny or whatever, you would still be able to look at it and go, oh, that's that logo that I've seen. Yeah. And so those were the considerations that that led to what you're currently looking at. The typeface is just Futura, one of the age-old great typefaces that works on all sorts of great stuff. And because that was what you were already using, I figured, well, let's just use it because why not? Uh, I don't have any problems with that. So... Yeah, I think that was I mean, a happy accident. Certain, <laughs> yeah, and and there's certain improvements that can be made, even with the one that's that it is now. You know, the life of a designer is that nothing's ever really done. <laughs> yeah. So you look at it and you're like, all oh, right, wait a minute, wait a minute, I didn't get that quite right. And so, I can think of some areas where, you know, as it evolves and things, and 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 we begin to iterate on it some more, mm-hmm. just areas of improvement that'll help clean it up, but still will, will keep any equity and integrity that you've developed around it.
0: Yeah. And I think that's really important. Like what you're saying, saying is like the life of a designer. It's your job is never over. It's just as good as it's going to be for right now or with as much time as you can put into it. And, and that's really like true for how this has evolved for the most part. But I, I do want to mention too, that I think part of like your take has really infused my thinking on how to do podcasting. Cause there's a really, like, it's really easy for us to as a podcaster that I could just not even think about this visual aspect at all. And I could just kind of make simple thumbnails and throw it up there, like conversation with such and such and just put an episode number on it and let it exist. But in my, in my take and really much, very much informed by how you think of, you know, graphic design, it's, it's about communication and basically making it more accessible for people so that It's something they might want to be interested in to click on, and it's almost like me creating a package for the podcast because the audio is, you know, the piece of candy, but everything else that I do around it—the webpage, the thumbnail, and all the any other supplemental things that we will talk about in a little bit with how we're doing marketing things or what would be considered marketing things is all extra, and I think those are almost just as important as the main conversation itself.
2: Yeah, I think to talk about design without talking about marketing is leaving out half of what design is good for, Mm -hmm. Uh, because, you know, I always view it as a spectrum. There's sort of a spectrum between art and design, and I won't get into the the definitions of those, because I'm not sure that there is one that's solid, but (laughs) The idea is basically like, if, if are you trying to neatly and explicitly explain some sort of information, or are you trying to you know, visually represent something and allow for people to, to see things within, within your art or whatever?
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And when we talk about the marketing of a podcast, it's interesting because I've never really gotten, personally, never really been marketed to from a podcast. You'll have a company or something doing a podcast but it always sort of rides in the coattails of some product or some other business and so it's an interesting challenge to figure out how do you communicate about a podcast without any sort of pre-built equity or or audience or something yeah and so when we talk about the design it's it's been interesting to try and figure out how you fold that in and it'll get there it's just stuff that you got to start figuring out i mean for the most part, 90, whatever percent of what you see is, is stuff that you've actually built and that was sort of pieced off of templates and things that I initially built. But at the time of building the original templates, uh, the podcast was, was much less defined as, as it is now. Yes. So, you know, before we didn't even really know what format uh, of information you might need to be conveying or like to be conveying. And so it was sort of just designing for aesthetics. And now I think there's a more clear construction around how you want to communicate, what you need to say, what you want to say, what takes uh, hierarchy over another thing. And so as things become more fluid and, and, and defined, that'll be another challenge too, is, is sort of just reworking it, rethinking things. Now, according to the new understanding of what feeding curiosity includes, which is, podcasts and blogs and all the other things that you've got listed on the website Yep, that didn't exist before.
0: Yeah, not at all. And, and, And that's really kind of the point for me is this kind of as the things expand and grow is how does this become not just like a podcast, you know, even though we our main format is podcasting, but basically how does this become a media platform that gets its message out to as many people as possible? that's really what my goal is there's there's always been this idea of just providing access to high quality information and a lot of that is with images and then the other you know smaller snippets be it audio or transcribing them into videos and things like that and you know I think it even goes to show just like a, a huge thank you for you to be able to to for me to like send you these audio clips and then you just take the license upon yourself as a challenge as a designer and say, how do I make this something that other people will one click on it and listen to it and how, you know, and make the most of it and, and taking that as a challenge to kind of, you know, that's outside of the realm that I don't think many designers really think about right now, or it's becoming more and more important now with, given the situation with COVID where now almost everyone's doing things with audio and video and then trying to sync it up and, you know, chop it up into pieces. So it's a huge thing for, for me to that you do it and then also that you use it as, like, exercise to keep building your own skill set.
2: Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I'm a pretty good – I'd like to think I'm a pretty good business-oriented designer because I'm very much not great at being targeted like <laughs> i always laugh at all the ads i get served because i am not the person who's serving banner ads or or like marketed content i i don't fall for it and maybe it's because i live it but but it, when i'm designing i always take that into account and really the benchmark is 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 this something that i would click on is this something that i would be interested in because i'm pretty cynical about it so yeah. if i can get me to look at it and enjoy it and find some visual delight in it chances are people who are are much less stubborn or harder to market to will also be interested and find value in it. And so that means I can be pretty brutal about, like, what things say, what things operate like. Mm -hmm. I don't really care about what you feel about it. I just want it to work. (laughs) Yeah. And so that's, that's an interesting part of the design stuff is that, you know, I think a lot of folks who go into design think I know this. They oftentimes are more on like that art side of the spectrum, where they're like, "Oh, this is a personal extension of my own communication, and yeah. it needs to it needs to feel right to me, and it, uh, I I can't part with it, or I can't take criticism, or you know, it is what it is because this is me. There's me in it, and I'm very much the opposite. It's like, no, I, did, I need this to serve an objective. I need this to serve a, a communication. Yeah, my taste is independent of that."
0: I think that's a good point. And, and I think it's, at you know, at uh, episode 100 is probably worth saying now that even though I am a huge part of this thing, and I hope with episode 100, it, it goes to show just how many people are behind this, even though it's not, you know, a traditional in quotes business or entity in that sense. It's a lot of people just putting their times into it because they believe in the ideas that we're talking about, broadly speaking, you know, the ability that we can all learn and lead a more fulfilling life in whatever way we see fit. And that requires a lot of different perspectives and, and yours. I think that's really important for me with like what you're saying. It's not like about it being about a specific person. Right. And as much as this is a, is my choice to do, it's also how do I make this accessible to people? And that's really what what it comes down to is like, if we can make this thing interesting to other people, then there we go. It's like, that's the hook to, to attract someone. And if we set that bar high enough then therefore we can put something that's high enough quality, even though we don't have, you know, a mega budget (laughs) to do this thing. But if we put that time of attention and detail, then hopefully it will attract the right people, if that makes sense.
2: Yeah. and, And moreover, it's just that I would think that nicely designed, thought out stuff with intention, like what's, what's brought behind all this stuff. Is just worth being there. I think there's a lot of junk that people just sort of scroll past because it's habitual. Yeah. And the more junk that people scroll past that accidentally ends up being a delight or helping them or, you know, being useful in some sense. I think that's worth having <laughs> there.
0: Yeah. And I think it would be interesting to note, cause like we, we were doing this actually 50 episodes ago, me and you, finished graduation for college finally and now here we are one almost exactly one year later and uh, you know now we're one year out of college and I would just maybe maybe this would be interesting to to get your take on it but like what are you most excited about now post-graduation it doesn't have to be work related but just in general like what do you what are you like setting your sights on or what are you like most hungry to explore
2: I don't know all sorts of things now Now that I'm in in a new city, in a new state, there's all sorts of cool stuff to explore there, of course. I've been trying to just make design stuff better, which is sort of a vague term, but it means things (laughs) like I've been looking into uh, user experience design and and making sure that you understand the people that you're designing for and taking their wants, needs, and, and thoughts into consideration as well. I, I'm trying to just be more confident with all that stuff. And that means that much like practicing any other skill by doing things many, many times, you'll start to just have that toolbox of, you know, what to do as soon as a problem arises or a challenge arises. And so in some senses, I can already see that happening in other senses, I'll go like, dang it, I still haven't figured this out. (laughs) So, you know, trying to solve for those, those uh, problems as they happen as well. Apart from that, I don't know. It's just a lot of a lot of hobby stuff. I'm always, of course, you know this, but I'm always watching videos. And so, you know, I, I know a little bit about a lot of things. And <laughs> that's not showing any signs of slowing down either. So when I have free time, I'm often just learning about any old random thing that piques my attention.
0: Yeah. I mean, it it's definitely goes to show that the, the learning curve doesn't stop especially after college. If anything, I feel like it can accelerate because you're not, you know, sh- overly structured in the way you have to learn or, you know, being forced to learn something that you're really not that interested in. And uh, it's really cool. I really, you know, I'm excited that you've gotten to move out to, to a new city and things like that and exploring in your own way. And, uh, you know, and, ju- and it, like anything else, like this thing is an extension of our all of our own personal journeys in some way. And, I'm just really excited for it and thankful that you even want to put your time into it because not many, you know, like I've said to all the friends who are part of this, but, you know, not many times you get brothers that can, you know, collaborate like this. And, you know, that's kind of just who we've been since we were really little, you know, co-op partners.
2: (laughs) Yeah, Player two.
0: Exactly. So I don't want to take too much of your time. With this, Nick, so if there's anything else you want to throw in there, just any ideas, but I thought it'd be cool to just hear some of the things you're working on since we got the time, but we'll definitely have to set up some time to talk about your recent move for a future podcast.
2: Yeah, I mean, um, parting parting thoughts, I would just say, you know, we're in this extraordinary time, of course, I think everyone's sick of hearing that. Mm -hmm. But I would just encourage everybody to not allow or at least the best of their ability. Allow yourself to continue to pursue, you know, whatever it is that that you enjoy and you wanna keep building, independent of the fact that things are very different right now. So, you know, I've been able to reach out to folks and find like design communities here where I'm at. And I would like to think that for many other professions, many other people, you can probably still do something similar. And this is probably the best time to start doing that. And if you're especially ambitious, and you don't see that that sort of community around whatever your interests are, now is the best time to build that too.
1: So
2: (laughs) if, you know, that's the only thing I would encourage people because people are lonely right now. They're a bit scared. You might have a lot more free time than you usually do. And so I would encourage just people to create community around their interests.
0: Nailed it, man. I I don't think you could have – I could have said it any better myself and – I'm wholeheartedly behind that. Anything you've been putting off right now or feeling like you should be doing or have always wanted to do, there's no time like the present, as they say. As cliche as that is, but it's so true. It's sometimes just taking that first step gets the ball rolling, so to speak. And I think we'll leave it with that one because I think it's really good. So thanks again, Nick. I really appreciate your time.
2: Yeah, no worries.
0: Boom. Joe, we're back with round two. Hello. Round two. Well, it's more like round, like, 356,000 or something, realistically, but... Has has there been that many? uh, With as long as I've known you, yes. (laughs) 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 But the real reason we're here is for episode 100 of Feeding Curiosity, which is realistically more than 100 episodes because we've released bonus episodes and read blogs and things like that, but 100 interview episodes of Feeding Curiosity. And I thought it would be fun to do a conversation around, you know, the evolution of Feeding Curiosity. And with no better way to do that than the people who are most behind it. And Joe, obviously, probably being one of the most returning guests between it's probably between you and Jordan being most frequent. And, yeah, it's just exciting to kind of unpack where we've been. You know, we've we talked about in our first recording of this with Winging It podcast and BroPod as our first forays into this. And after talking to our friends, they all agreed or remembered it, which is funny.
3: <laughs> yeah, it was like the – it was the proto version of Feeding Curiosity. Yes,
0: very it much so. It was
3: – when we, we well, – BroPod came first, right?
0: Yeah, I think it was BroPod. Then we kind of transitioned it to Winging It for a little bit.
3: Yeah. And, and BroPod was basically – for those that don't know, which I would expect no one to, yes. <laughs> besides us, uh, <laughs> was more of a Rogan style than interview style, and like a proper interview style. And we would sit around a table with a six pack of beer and talk about some specific, whatever topic came to mind in some sense. And I think that there were even more than a few that really we went in there totally blind and we we're just like, let's just talk. And for us, I think it was really it's kind of where I came to understand what podcasting was because it was as if we were sitting around a campfire telling stories and the mic had replaced the campfire and we were almost returning to kind of a world before this shallow social media where your interactions with people are uh, brief
0: And not very... It it was like the world of Twitter, you know? Like with 140 characters before they doubled it. And at the time, I believe it was an election cycle here in the United States. And we were... So it was four years ago. So we were probably roughly four years ago. So we were like 24, no, 22. And like, I don't know. It just felt like for us, it was a way for us to connect at a different level because we just saw all these arguments via the internet or just people who would think along ideological lines and, and not be able to have thoughtful discussion more or less.
3: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And it was just, it was almost an excuse. It felt like to me, it was like really the intention here is to all hang out and really go deep on some topic that we enjoyed and just hanging out with each other. And this is an excuse to just, Talk right. Yeah. To not have your phones out, to not be distracted by anything. Is you put headphones on and speaking to a mic, and now everyone's like quite almost literally in your ears. And that was it was this designated time to really sit down and enjoy each other's company.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I and I think that's another part of where this is coming from for us is like we've always we've always done those kind of deep conversations to some degree as we've grown up. And I think for me, it was always of this kind of Way to kind of cut through the things that don't matter and to kind of look at the world and be like, hey, what's actually going on in the world as a human and to kind of come at it in a way that we weren't like. I'm trying to search for the word, but it wasn't like we were we were upset at the system like some people get where it's like, oh my God, everything sucks, everything's horrible, which there are some times where we do get like that, obviously. But we're also mm-hmm. kind of coming at this from a way of like, okay, here's how the system is. Let's kind of just talk about things and see if we can think about some, like how to be better in the world, almost.
3: Right. <laughs> yeah, and then that went into winging it. Mm-hmm. And winging it was just, I don't even know if there's any really substantial difference there other than some of the, some of the design that we had. Yeah, I feel there. like that was
0: mostly that a design book. change. We did like our first actual interview then. When we went to California, somehow we set that one up. Oh, right. We had Hunter Motz on her on our Winging It podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot that that was on Winging
3: It. I remember. I couldn't remember which one it was on. But we yeah, when we went to California, we spoke with
0: Hunter Motz. What, what was the name of the book? So um, he's the straight-A conspiracy author. That's and, right. And co-host right. of the... Uh, mixed mental arts podcast. That's now not yeah, really. Yeah, I think it's now. It's not really yeah, running. Think...
3: We broke up for yeah, some, but yeah, go ahead. I don't. I don't think the mixed mental arts podcast is the thing anymore. Mm-hmm. If I remember correctly. They and they I, were I,
0: posting infrequently, like at the beginning of this year, but then they haven't really posted anymore. Right. It's a
3: shame,
0: but it is. You know, I'm sure
3: it has its reasons for falling off.
0: Mm-hmm. But yeah, it was uh, like having those experiences early on and, and kind of figuring out like what we wanted to do identity wise or just the, I, like not even identity wise. I don't think we were thinking about identity. It was just kind of like having conversations in long form is entertaining and it feels like this is a lost art form that more people can get value from. Like, it was something yeah. we enjoyed, and I don't think we even, like, posted half of them in the beginning. Like, we, I think we had a SoundCloud account, but they are all, like, they weren't live to people. <laughs> and we had to, like, set, like, we would put posts up online and say, hey, we posted a new podcast, but we have to send you the link if you want to listen. And so our friends went. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so ended up on
3: iTunes for a while. Yeah. And I think you might still be able to find it on there, but we were on iTunes. And then I left for Ann Arbor when I got into University of Michigan, and then so that was 2018, winter 2018. Yeah, and you took over and made this thing feeding curiosity.
0: Yeah, and it was kind of like going into it too. We were, you knew, you knew that you were going to be super busy and and weren't going to just have time to do anything else in your free time but school and, and just being, you know, that far away, we hadn't figured out how to do online recording as we're doing right now. And so we, we, we had up until that point, always done in-person conversations. And so it was kind of like, well, that's a hurdle we have to figure out somehow if we really want to keep going with this thing. Yeah. And it was almost like accidental that I did the like feeding curiosity as a title uh, for a little while. I was, I was having like my own personal website where things were being hosted from, but personally speaking, I just didn't, I don't know. I'm not a person with the name that people are going to go search for, obviously. (laughs) And so for me, it was more of like, I didn't want to just do something that was like, you know, the Eric Wenzel show. That sounds really boring. I don't have an interesting enough name, but yeah, it was just kind of like, what do I do? You know, we talked about this in our first recording, but it was like, I remember just kind of going to sleep one night and having one of those moments of soul searching and just asking myself, like, what do I do or what, like, what it is, what is it that I'm always, like, searching for? And, and it I've always had this thing where whatever I want to do, I want to be able to explore without being hindered by a system or by a medium in some way. It's like, if I want to go, like, talk to a sleep scientist, then I'm going to go freaking do that. Or if I want to go, you know, talk to a nuclear engineer, I'm going to go... F- talk to both of those people and I'm going to go learn about and find the through line of like where both of those people excel at what they do or why what they do is important at a broader scale. And somehow feeding curiosity was the thing is like, that's what I do. I'm, I just feed my curiosity and I was, it just made sense to me at the time. Like, I can remember waking up in the middle of the night. I'm like, I need to write this down. <laughs> and I rebranded the whole website around that theme basically.
3: Yeah. And now here's what we had today, right? It like shifts to this interview format and you just ran with it.
0: (laughs) Yeah. as, As wild as it sounds. And and like the other part of this too is I've always had this, at least not initially, but it was kind of like my way to, to push my own boundaries. And by what I mean by that is everyone knows and I say it all the time, but I'm an engineer. And so I think like an engineer very specifically. And so there's some prerequisites that most people assume engineers are good and not good at. And so I kind of made it a point to look at the things that engineers aren't good at. So communications and, and use the website as a way for me to build my communication skills via writing and speaking and even just communicating in a sense of taking technical information and making them accessible to more people because it's really easy to talk in big words and sound smart. But if nobody understands what you say, then it's not, (laughs) then what are you, what's the really the point? So yeah, I mean, those are like the kind of the broad strokes of it. And then like just having people like yourself, Joe, who've, who've been across this thing as it's evolved, you know, like the, the first 10 episodes or so were us talking very much like our initial attempt at podcasting, where we would take a theme and talk about the theme and let it meander wherever it wants to go. And then I... I think one of our inflection points was the the addiction addiction podcast that we did, where we had a whole bunch of people around the microphone and we were just talking about honest. It was like addiction, depression, and anxiety. Actually, I think is the full title. That's episode nine, and that episode was a huge inflection point. I think for us as a medium, but also as a like personally for myself, because as I was posting that thing that episode, I, I really got nervous about it because I thought. I didn't want us to be misconstrued as people that were be, like being uneducated or too heavy handed or anything like that. And I don't think it wound up being that way. It was more of, I think more people resonated with it, but it also felt like an important change. And, and Jordan had mentioned this to me too, that it felt like that was like one of his first episodes he was on, that it was like important. We were talking about important things that people don't normally talk about in a public way.
3: Yeah. Uh, who was all on that one? I remember... If I remember correctly, it was with me, Ben, Jordan.
0: Yeah, and I think Herrera, or at least one person joined late. And that was like one of the first time Bennett yeah, was, right. was ever on a podcast as well.
3: Yeah, I remember all sitting in your basement and we had the microphone, I think, at that table there. Yep. We were all just kind of talking <laughs> the whole time.
0: Yeah, yep. I remember that. And I remember
3: it was almost like a return to form in some sense. If you look at the like developmental pathway of this podcast, I see it almost as like a return to bro pod type of a thing. And then we were all sitting around, but there was this certain seriousness and more, it was much more polished in a way that it only ever could be had you taken it over, you know, and just, I wasn't going to fucking do it. (laughs) Um, And then I remember that happening. And it's, it's interesting that that comes up as an inflection point because it. I see like, I see that, I see some of the other more serious addiction, the ones that get real personal.
0: Yeah. Well, one of the other ones I remember was, so even though we knew her in high school, I hadn't kept in touch with her, but Diana Fernaris, when she came on the podcast, she was one of the first, actually, she was the first online interview that I ever did. And Mm -hmm. also just really first interview outside of the friend group. And she wound up just telling her story about anxiety and depression. And how she basically transitioned from being a nurse to becoming a boxing coach because of that journey through her own hardship. And I was like, I was not expecting it. I just kind of said, hey, I enjoy the fact that you're, you know, doing boxing and she's also female. So it's like there's a lot of things going on there that I thought was interesting because most people don't think about those things at least as at a society level of pe- as women right. being a part of
3: memory if my memory serves she's kind of a small girl yes it's, it's like yes she, yeah, unassuming she, and very nice i remember her being quite happy yeah, yeah she's unass- like very bubbly yeah, very nice and now a boxing coach
0: yeah <laughs> right it's like all these perfect yeah. things i'm like that sounds like a person that would be awesome to talk to And then all of a sudden she like really opens up middle of that conversation and really shares her story about like what it was like to be a nurse and how that kind of weighs on you when you're, I believe she was pediatric. So she was watching, you know, little kids with terminal illness and there's nothing you can do for them. And so just as a human, that's going to weigh on you. And there different people are going to respond to that in different ways. And unfortunately she wasn't able to be one of those. And I was like, whoa, you know, here's, here's something special about interviewing that can pull people out and to be able to share really personal things, but also to not in a sense that it's like patting themselves on the back, but more to like, here's my story. And so that it might help someone else. And I was like, Whoa, yeah, like it blew me away. I was like, totally not expecting it.
3: Yeah. So that seems like it added a, a level of, um, almost meaning or purpose to the podcast that it provided it with more of a reason for being than just fun, and bullshitting around the yeah. fire. Yeah. That it was, that now there was something more substantive in interviewing these people that could be provided for others.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And then even interviewing people like our, our closer friends of us, like Nick Bugle, who, who's who been on here m- multiple times now, but having someone like him who who's just... Almost as broadly curious, but more of the person who is able to just sit and listen and just let conversation flow as it would and then interject mm-hmm. as needed to have people like him to, to start coming on and then being able to share their story, too, because he's more likely to be the fly in the wall type person. But it's like, no, 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 you're the fly in the wall. So now you get to talk and see how you've absorbed all this stuff that you keep hearing all these interesting people say.
3: <laughs> yeah. And. For me, the podcast has been this real interesting thing, and not just watching it evolve from mm-hmm. from Michigan, which has been cool, but also just coming back home and having the opportunity to essentially just gush about all the things <laughs> that I had been <laughs> had been wrapped up in and enthusiastic about here. That I've been learning or what I've been thinking about mm-hmm. and so I can remember coming home for the selfish gene podcast
0: oh that was fun and, and that <laughs>
3: it was fun and that came up because we I was taking behavioral neuroscience here at Michigan and I had read the selfish gene as part of which is Richard Dawkins book as part of that course and we came back and we talked through like this whole evolutionary psychology element that goes on. And I wonder, I don't know if we talked about addiction in that podcast, but there's a, one of the things that really stuck with me from that class is the neurophysiology of addiction.
0: That sounds like a but, fun podcast to do. Yeah. So we talked about all those things. There's just like,
3: here's an opportunity for me to let out the pressure in some sense that has been building on all the information that I had stored in my head. Mm-hmm. And so coming home and we did the same thing with the thesis, right? It yep. is, here's what I've been working on for the last year and all the information that I've been thrilled about. And now I finally get to talk about these cool things that I've come across and that went really well. we had a ton of people watch on the live.
0: Yeah. That one went really well. And, and so,
3: so from my perspective, this thing has been, it's like playtime for me. Yeah. It's, a, you know,
0: I, I think it's a really good point that you that you're bringing up. Like, the, the idea that you can learn a whole bunch of things, but then you don't really have an outlet to go and either reflect on it or kind of be done with it, right? Like in yeah. like in standard school, right, or in college rather, you, you cram a whole bunch and you take the test and you get the grade on the test and then all that information just kind of either you forget about it or then it's just like I don't have enough time to actually even like solidify that into something meaningful for myself or whatever. It's like I've already got the grade. I don't need to care about this anymore. And, right. and what it feels like to me is like having this forum of, of that only, that also, I think it's because it's public in a sense that it helps us be able to kind of trim the fat on what we're thinking about or what we are learning, because you're not only speaking it for yourself anymore or learning it for yourself, but you're trying to articulate in a way that other people are going to hopefully gain something from it. And I think that's one of the really cool things about podcasting because you can be really technical, but. It's almost because it's conversational that you can keep it at a level that makes it accessible.
3: Yeah, and that's been part of what's been really – I think that the podcast and having the opportunity to do that and to explain it to people, and especially like if I'm learning something that's very complex or Mm -hmm. how it all fits together, it's a chance to try to make it simple enough for other people to really grasp it. But mm-hmm. that means that I have to have a grasp on it so well that I can provide a simple explanation for it. Yeah. So it's been, for me, really good for learning how to speak publicly and how to uh, really process these complex ideas and provide them in a accessible package.
0: Yeah, definitely. It's it's definitely noticeable, after, especially after I started transcribing the podcast as just the – change in how many times I use like verbal tics and things like that. The older podcasts where we weren't even listening to ourselves too, they had a lot more verbal tics and a lot less fluent, you know, without the you knows and the ums, like I just did right there. All those kind of things you kind of pick up on after doing a hundred episodes, it really helps refine your language. And the other thing is you can really pick that up on people who are fluent speakers is that they almost speak in prose, which is crazy. They don't they it's almost like they speak in paragraph form. It's wild. It's so cool yeah. to see it, but it's a, it's honestly a true skill to be able to talk without having to filler words and have the cohesive train of thought through an entire idea. And it's really powerful. It's really cool to see and the evolution of it. Yeah, it makes me miss podcasting all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I think honestly too one of the points that we should bring up here is that because of this podcast It's not only because of this, but part of the reason because of this podcast is it helped me get out of, you know, the home area here in the northwest suburbs of Chicago and actually visit uh, University of Michigan a couple times already and, and to meet professors and students there and then to help highlight their stories and their journeys just with the people you've met up there. And I think that's another like huge point of this podcast that I want obviously after Corona is over want to keep highlighting is being able to go out into the world and interviewing people like where they're at would be so much fun for me
3: yeah and hopefully uh that becomes (laughs) hopefully Corona ends soon and that can be come more (laughs) of a thing yeah
0: and then, I guess not to mention, too, is that you've been able to actually do some interviewing yourself, you know, he, he, with the interview with Dr. Fretz, even though that was unspoken, but the fact that you got to do that one I thought was really cool uh, to kind of let you take the reins on that one since he's been one of the, the, the key figures out there in Michigan. And to have, like, a podcast like that was just really fun, honestly.
3: Yeah, and I enjoyed that podcast. I thought it went really well. And it's uh, it's it's interesting to have the... Opportunity in the this, this space carved out to talk to someone like Dr. Fretz, who I know and see regularly and really have an excuse to sit down and pick their brain and have a formal story get outlined. Right. Mm-hmm. It'd be almost strange to do that just in person. Like, Hey, how's it going? Tell me the entire story all the way through. Right. <laughs> it, it, it's, a, it's, it's bizarre. It doesn't make sense and how we interact normally. So it's like having that space uh, was a nice little gift.
0: Yeah. It's really cool. And, and that's kind of one of the magical parts of, of, I think interviews or these kind of conversations is that you're able to kind of ask for the stories, not in like bite sized pieces that you normally get in conversation when the moment feels right or whatever it is, you know, when you're sitting around the real campfire and all of a sudden yeah. someone just gets on a, on a story, but I think in podcasts you can it kind of creates the environment that allows people to open up and say you know kind of lay out those stories about like what shaped them, and I think even to kind of pull it back to us and I mentioned this to Jordan was that one of the things that I always thought about this or at the time when I started doing this, I was listening to lots of entrepreneurial podcasts and just founders of businesses and reading about you know Elon Musk and whatnot, and we like to to make those people into mythological characters in a lot of ways. And I think the stories we tell about them make them seem larger than life. And one of the things that always resonated with me is that they were 24 at some point or in their twenties or whatever they started their idea. And they had no idea that it was going to be what it became, or they would become the successful person that they are today. And so part of it for me is us all being these 20 something year olds. It's kind of like we get to create the diary of us without being revisionist about our stories it's like here's what we're interested in and here's how we're moving forward but we're just talking about it in a candid way and i think that's kind of really special about it and hopefully providing blueprint or license for other people to kind of be like yeah that sounds interesting to me and i'm just gonna keep going
3: yeah and i'm curious to see where this whole
0: thing is because i'm sure you are (laughs) dude i mean just looking at it from like the thousand foot view of like just seeing where it's gone in the last a hundred episodes and just being able to talk to the people that I've been, I'll talk to is really fascinating that I can do that. it's not like I'm, you know, I don't have a book out or I'm not a researcher or whatever. Like I'm just a person that sends people messages and say, Hey, here's the thing I do. I'd love to talk to you. Let's talk about your thing. And like, that's really it. like, there's not much else to it. And, um, having that ability that I've refined my approach to it to kind of make it really clear what is feeding curiosity in an authentic way so that it doesn't make it feel like a waste of time for people has been a cool thing that it's resonated with as many people as it has. And it doesn't seem like it's slowing down. And then just beyond that is just all of the skills I've picked up, you know, help from my brother on design, learning how to do audio like there's no team here besides the team that you know we're gonna hear on this episode 100. You know, with you, you, Jordan, Mike, and my brother. Like that's our team, but we're also just friends. <laughs> so okay. like a team is also a friend group. Is is it's not a business in a sense that it it, it operates like one, and it's almost intentional, realistically. <laughs> so. The moment you can get an intern I'll be very happy. <laughs> I will do, <too>, honestly. <laughs> Cuz there's just so much going on in my brain and to actually make things more things it would be awesome to me. And honestly just having this time of corona it feels like almost a the Aristotle's the cave feeling where you're inside your cave and you're toiling away. And the next thing you know, when all this time of comes out, it's like, look at me now, bitch. You gave me what I needed. <laughs> time to focus on what I really wanted to do. But yeah, it's really fun to do this. And I know you've said this many times that I'm probably the most enthusiastic person you've ever met. And Jordan agrees too that. It's like this wouldn't work unless it was someone like me. Or me, which also feels strange to say, (laughs) because I'm terrible at taking a compliment.
3: Well, I think you summed up what I would have packaged as a compliment for you. So I'll (laughs) let you say it then, and then you're stuck with it. You can't (laughs) move it off.
0: Yeah. So, Joe, I don't know if you want to just talk about just how you've seen the the evolution of this thing in your eyes, like for your own personal trajectory and what it's helped you do, and. Since we did do the thesis podcast, I think that's a pretty cool capstone to kind of have both as a thing you did in your own life, but also gets to exist on the Internet at a broader scale.
3: Yeah, I mean, that's probably I don't I don't know if I have much more to say about how I've seen it. It's like from the from the non-personal standpoint or the maybe normative standpoint, what I see this podcast is, is this slow, oscillating process that is become what it is today through a series of almost inevitable, seemingly inevitable in hindsight uh, occurrences such as the proto podcast and winging it and bro Pod, shifting to you taking it over and then your personal interest and that interest getting reinforced by the meaning that was injected into it by the more serious and heartfelt podcast to that Becoming something like a framework uh, by which you interview more and more credentialed and affluent isn't quite the right word, but but famous in their own right people,
0: Mm -hmm.
3: and that this thing has become a platform for interesting information to be disseminated to a ton of people from a whole ton of different people from all over the spectrum of careers and interests and hobbies and all this.
0: Yeah. And I, one, I, I thanks for that awesome, like summary of what it's kind of come. And I've received this from other guests that one of the special things about this podcast is that we're just not going after people who are somebodies, right? We're not going after scientists, politicians, authors, you know, people who've already received some sort of notoriety, we're going after anybody, anybody who's doing something of of note, or you know, has a story to tell. Which is anyone, <laughs> right? That that's kind of what makes this thing special is that anybody can talk about what they did to feed their curiosity. You know, to be cliche about it, and. I think that's awesome. You know, I, I would love to be able to interview someone who's, you know, been a janitor or whatever kind of job, but absolutely loves that job and talk about the little things that they do in their job that make, you know, their job feel fulfilling. Like I've, I remember hearing studies about, I think it was even in the culture code where in a hospital, there was a janitor and he would change the photos on the wall every couple of weeks or something so that if patients were in those rooms for a really long time, they would notice that thing, something was changing so that it always didn't feel like the same room. And the family members would notice these things and they would bring it up because it feels like that little attention to detail that makes people feel comfortable or connected. is kind of like the powerful thing. And so I've always kind of gone like to this depth and connection part of it. And it doesn't mean you have to be a CEO or on top of the world or you know, have a whole bunch of money or write a super famous thing. Like You could do these things and toil in silence. But still have something worth saying. You just haven't had a chance to be able to say it yet.
3: <laughs> yeah, and that's almost the where the where the normative becomes personal, where it's the general becomes specific, is when you have all these different people from all these different places and then intermixed with those are these people from your own personal life. So it's here's a broad swath of people from all over the world doing all different things and then brings it right back home to who you're talking to, who we're spending our time with and catching up and whatever, right?
0: Absolutely. That's really where this all comes down to it is we're all special and unique, but we all have the same, you know, themes going on in our life and we can extract lessons from anyone's story, no matter who you are or what you've done in your life, it can look the same or at least provide some sort of way to deal with the struggles or how to motivate yourself to do something you might have always wanted to do or don't think you can do. And it's just really cool. Yeah,
3: <laughs> yeah and right now I would say that this is the... We're in the midst of the coming-of-age arc for Feeding Curiosity, and I'm interested in where the rest of this goes, where what the next chapter, or the next section of this story uh, includes.
0: Yeah, and uh, I guess just to wrap up as we... We're, we're in process of, of doing, you know, I've been mentioning access to information being a core belief of what we do here. And so that being said is long form conversations. Not many people either have the attention span or just the want to listen to hours and hours of conversation and to get, you know, the one minute of something that they might use. And so we're doing that work now in the back end. We're starting to distill down our podcasts and creating clips or short-form stories basically that clip together multiple guests in an a la carte episode is what we're calling them for right now and hopefully giving you guys bite-sized actionable podcasts that anybody can listen to and then if you want to go listen to the full interview it'll be there as always and and I'm really excited to do this for people and because I love nuance and depth but I know that we should be doing this kind of clipping and synthesizing as we were built off of and yeah that kind of like the next the next step of feeding curiosity you know feeding curiosity 2.0 or however we want to call it I don't know what we're going to call it but it feels like a yeah. new a new coming of age you know <laughs> like you were saying right yeah
3: well thanks for talking man absolutely dude. good
0: yeah this Happy is how we got to do this I'm really glad like not only making time to do the round two since we had audio issues damn still kicking myself for that but yeah I'm really thankful that you did this, so, to the next 100. Episode 100, and Mike, Tacona. Uh, hey. Dude, it, you know, you're not on this nearly as much as you should, and I know Mary's listening in as well, and neither of you are on here nearly as much as you guys should be, but, you know, nurse life is a thing, and COVID-19 is also a thing, so it makes it kind of difficult. I thought it would be worth to bring in, you know, th- all the people behind this, and so, instead of bringing everyone together in a group, which is not really possible right now because of social distancing. But I thought it'd be more fun to kind of interview each of you guys and get your guys' take on, you know, how Feeding curiosity has evolved as, like, a core people behind this thing and or just watching me do these things. And, you know, for those of you who are new or probably don't listen to episode one, but Mike started this thing with me. And so we know It
4: doesn't feel like it, but I, I guess I did.
0: It, technically, I mean...
4: Yeah, we had the drawing board up, that's right.
0: <laughs> I know it feels weird because it kind of turned into something crazy after we started it, but... Well, you, you were really good at pulling the trigger, you know, on this project, so... I mean, and that's just kind of how it is, but I, I do think that having people like yourself have paved the way to, to do this, and, and to many degree, like all of our group of friends, all... Infuses it with something, whether or not you guys are, you know, talking into the microphone. And I think that's what's important about this thing is that we all have these, like, little characters that we're all focusing in our own way, like, following what we care about most. But we're able to push our friends to do things that they don't think they can do.
4: Heard that. Yeah, that, that's very true. And I, I definitely see that with this.
0: You know? And I mean, yeah. even when we started this, you, you were still basically finishing up your RN and now mm. as we're recording this, you've actually officially now have a BSN and, right. and that's part of this, right? Like, even mm. though I'm doing this thing, there's still a lot going on behind the scenes that makes it really fun. And, and to see that growth for the people that are part of this. And so I don't know if you've really thought about like what feeding curiosity represents to you or like how you see this, this project, or even if Mary wants to jump in, because she can kind of see it from a little bit farther vantage point than even you can. So just take it away, like, however you see the the, the growth of this thing.
4: That's a loaded question. (laughs) There's a lot going on here. So I would say that at first, I I thought it was, uh, you know, just a way for us to kind of do something new. We've always been trying to do something you know mm-hmm. whether it's retro man uh, those <laughs> projects you know we were always filming stuff and I think we all kind of have inside of us some form of want to do like media in a way you know what I mean mm-hmm. whether it's making music videos we were always kind of bored <laughs> so it was really cool to to actually see on a drawing board what can we do I know you guys started your bro pod thing and that, that kind of <laughs> that kind of started the feeding curiosity. Cause I was like, wait, you know, we're up to something here. We're onto something. And, uh, we were influenced by, you know, a lot of podcasters and, and such. And it was kind of cool. Once you guys dropped that new website, feeding curiosity website mm-hmm. and all of your ideas just flourished. You know, you, you took your, your blogs, your writing, and you would tell me like, Mike, I suck at writing. <laughs> I need help. <laughs> and so you had me and Joe and Jordan just giving you advice and and Ben giving you idea advice and stuff. And you would send me your stuff, your my way through Gmail or Google docs. And I'd look at it and I'd be like, I never knew you had this inside your brain, Eric. Where where did this come from? (laughs) But your writing sucks. Let me fix it for you. (laughs) I'm not saying your writing sucks. It doesn't suck at all. Your brain moves a mile a minute. You're always thinking of like a million different things. So it was cool because to you, it was a challenge, you know, You really, I I didn't think this was something you wanted to do, but you always had ideas and you always wanted to talk about them. And I think that this was the perfect outlet for you, you know, to, to take it to the next level. Like, how can I talk about ideas, the millions that I have or that I'm interested in and actually talk about them? And what better way to do that than with a podcast and reaching out to people who have these these crazy ideas or things going on in their lives. And you just take it and you make it into a media format. And it's really interesting because there's so much out there that we don't know and we don't, we're not exposed to it all. We have to find it. And you kind of help us do that by finding that, you know, it's, it's mm-hmm. all out there, all the information's out there, but you have to be a seeker. You have to look for it. Right. Yeah. So I would say it was really cool that, to see the evolution of feeding curiosity because it started in your basement and it kind of branched out to you know your friends me jordan eric eric sorry your eric <laughs> me jordan and joe and nick your brother holy cow nick your brother huge props to him for his skills and design and such and making it something that is palatable for one it's interesting for two and it's just It's kind of incredible to see the types of people and the amount of people that you've talked to. It's like, what the heck, Eric, this is Eric. (laughs) You are the definition of anything is possible, my friend. Well, you know what I mean?
0: I I really appreciate that for one thing. And I mean, it, I, I should even make like a formal apology not only to yourself but almost all of our friends because of how many ideas I do have.
4: This you don't need <laughs> to apologize for that, man. I, f- I feel everybody <laughs> has their own thing. That's yours. I just it's throw
0: not so many things at all. Well, yeah, but it's just like sometimes I just do these things and I'm like, oh my god, these guys are probably like, here goes Wenzel again, off on his own little floating cloud of idea idea land and things like that. But you well, know.
4: I wouldn't say it's a floating cloud. <laughs> your, your ideas are very grounded. <laughs> and, and, you know, you have this this knowledge of just – of things. You, you just – you see something interesting and it just sticks to you. And, like, I don't know if it's dopamine and serotonin in your brain, but every time you see something – like, just – to me, if I were to look at something, I'd be like, oh, that's kind of cool. And you, you're like, holy cow. <laughs> and it's just like your brain's like, like – it just absorbs it all. And you just – you know, just – Oh. Consumes that thought, and then you could store it in another spot with all your other cool things mm-hmm. that you want to talk about. Yeah, everybody—not <laughs> everybody has that excitement. You know what I mean? And uh, takes a, a, a special person to have that excitement about things that are important. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of us are just—you know—we're we're very niche in what we want to do, and we're like yeah, you kind of brush off other things. We don't have that excitement or joy about most things i guess that sounds depressing what i mean is a lot, <laughs> a lot of cool ideas are out there and i don't have that excitement to to be like oh that's cool and then go with it i have a kind of like what i like to do i have selective liking i guess right?
0: yeah well and i think that's in, i mean you need to have people that are both like hyper-focused, but also broad, like both people are necessary because the hyper-focused people are able to drill down. And then the, the broad people are able to see why each other is important or why like different areas are important. And I'm definitely the, you know, the generalist type person. I can look at, you know, like what you and Mary do as nurses and healthcare professionals. And I can look at what you guys do broadly and specifically, and then how that applies to anybody, or at least that's how I, try to do things. It's, I mean, broadly speaking, that's what the vision of feeding curiosity is about. It's providing blueprints for others to learn and lead a more fulfilling life. And so whenever I get to talk to anybody, it's the idea that we can learn from the specifics of someone's life to be able to apply that to your own life. And I'm not saying like specifically, like, Oh, I got to like be this person, you know, and I've been watching the last dance documentary. So I was going to say Michael Jordan there, but like, it's not about like emulating the best, In, like, specifically, like, try to be the best basketball player, but it's about taking the lessons from those people and how they interacted with their teammates or their mindsets and applying that in a way that it makes sense in your own life. You know, finding the thing like basketball did for Michael Jordan in your own life and following that thing until you don't want to follow it anymore. And that's, I (laughs) (laughs) I mean, honestly, like, if I really go back to, to like way before this ever would have even been like on my radar. The the like our relationship wouldn't even exist if we hadn't had that random circumstance of sitting next to each other because our last names are close enough sitting in gym right. class in high school. And and I would have never one played that video game and, and had an outlet that felt like I could be like you know, you knew who I was back then and, and sure. just working through that ability to remove the fixed mindset that I had about the world and about who I was or who I could be has been a, like a a large reason of why I do this, because it's about breaking those, those stereotypes you have of yourself and saying, what if, like, what if I do try to do something that I don't think I can do and, and challenging the self doubt you have about yourself and saying, what what if that person wants to talk to me and if they want to talk to you or they don't email you back or whatever then you move on and you you throw another lure out in the water and you keep going and that's kind of been like the last like 5 6 years of my life as i've changed since like high school ended and i and i give a lot of that credit to to people like both you and Mary just giving me that that okay where people didn't du- like judge you to be you know like when i had a conversation with Kevin Carroll, he said something, you need, you need a loving shove. Like people need to see something in you that you don't see in yourself. And I really, True. I really credit both you and Mary to be those kind of people. And, and, and cause you guys have always been like the, the people that push me no matter like where things go, it's always like, you guys are excited about things that people do. And it's, you don't get that kind of just loving kindness to, to push people to be better, the best version of themselves. And it's like unashamed and there's no there's no like they're trying to get something out of you know there's always like that like thing that turns transactional and that's kind of what's special about our group of friends is that we don't have that transactional thing about us. It's always just like what are you doing that's fucking awesome keep going. Like, like five, not 10 minutes ago, one of our friends shared something awesome about things he's doing in his life. And everyone is just immediately saying, dude, that's fucking dope. <laughs> I don't want to spoil it now, but you know, that just goes yeah. to show the testament of like having a really strong tribe.
4: Absolutely. We do have a strong tribe. We, I, I was never, yeah, none of us are judgmental really on anything we want to do as in like, oh, you do that. It's always like, oh, cool. Seriously. If you need feedback, let me know and i'll give it to you and i'll be honest about it and if i don't like it i'll say i don't like it <laughs> <laughs> like yeah
0: i mean but, but you're also really clear yeah. in saying like it's not like you could say cool that's pretty that's cool but it's not my thing like we don't yeah. we don't ever shoot someone down just because like like do think it's a waste of your time
4: or yeah, something like no. that because i mean it's not because what you guys do it's also uh it's related to what I do too, you know? And I know that when I'm into something and I want the same, or I don't expect or want the same feedback, but I know that's what I'm going to get. It's just Mm -hmm. kind of like a a nice, uh, a nice rhythm we have with feedback. So what feedy curiosity really is, it's like the, I would say one of the biggest projects that this friend group has, has ever done. It really is. And I think it would have, wouldn't it really have been possible if we, were that opposite type you know that judgmental type because you know i'm sure there were there there were a lot of roadblocks in the way and you're a hard worker and you didn't care and you just kept pushing on and when something you thought was interesting would hit you know we would sit down and talk about it whether it was you know one of us and we would try to figure out what can we do next and you know it was your dedication and passion to this project that really has made it to what it is today, and it's still growing, and it's still, you know, not fully done. There's, sky's the limits, really. <laughs> but I think it's cool that we're getting together for the hundredth podcast, and we're going to kind of uh, put it all together, and uh, you know, see where we were when we started and where we are now.
0: Yeah, and, and that, that's really the point of this one. Is I thought it would be make it more fun to to just share. Like the ideas as we saw fit, as this thing has progressed, you know, like yeah, we, the the way I've always viewed this thing is, is to be a testament of like personal growth and personal development. The, the idea of feeding curiosity should continue to parallel what it's like to be a growing human being. And it's almost intentional on my part that it mirrors my growth, but also it, it's intentional that someone can, can assume the label of like, I'm just feeding my curiosity and to use it as their own, like, whatever they see fit for it, and so it's, like, I'm gonna be totally upfront about the processes, the the hiccups, and the the bumps along the way, because that's part of it, you know, it's a microcosm of life, and then not only that, but to, like, have guests like yourself who, who you know, have me reach out to people, or say, hey, maybe you should talk to people, or, like, even after we had our Costa Rica podcast with both you and Mary on it, like that one was like a huge episode for, for the, for us to talk about like just your, not only the passions that you have as healthcare, but also the passion you have for the world and, and like the conservation stuff that you guys had and in there really resonated with a lot of people and to kind of be able to do something that's bigger than just, I'm just going to talk into a microphone, right? Cause that's what people could easily look at this as, but there's more than meets the eye that's going on here. And it's really special.
4: I think that's why this, this podcast to me is really cool because I never know who you're going to talk to (laughs) next week. You're like, Oh, I'm talking to this guy. I'm like, what sweet, what? (laughs) How'd you get in contact with them? But it's always somebody like, even though they do like something different, like for instance, Alex Honnold's mom, you know, she's (laughs) different than some of most of the other podcasters you've had on. Yeah. And, at the end of it, you, you do see a similarity in their mindset in some way, shape or form. And it's always like they work hard, they believe in themselves. And I feel like most most of these folks have like good energy about them to do something they didn't think was possible from the get go and they yeah. get it done. And they work hard to do it and they don't give up. Yeah. And that's what that's what's cool because like, you know, your self- personal betterment I guess uh, like lifestyle and mindset everybody that you've talked to even though it's something different they all they've all reflected that and that's really cool because it doesn't matter whoever you listen to you're going to get something useful beneficial from listening to what they have to say and it's going to be interesting because it's different yeah you know but still beneficial at the end of it
0: Yep. And, and that's really a part of it. And, and that kind of segues into the, to like the last thing I want to touch on is like, you know, where is where is this all going? Right. Because I could easily do these long form interviews for the foreseeable future. And I don't intend to stop. And that's not going to happen. But now that we've really have, you know, a 100 interviews in our in our backlog, we can really start doing something that I don't see many podcasts doing. And that's kind of going back to the roots of this thing, which is the think question synthesize. And so now We're starting to synthesize conversations and ideas like you were mentioning from from multiple guests to create these what we're calling a la carte episodes. And we've had this idea for probably the last year already, but we haven't really followed through with it yet just because I was finishing school and things like that. But now you're the first person to actually put one of these episodes together. And it's basically done, and we're hopefully going to get it out this week or soon after the, this 100th episode gets out, so it's kind of like, you know, Feeding Curiosity 2.0 or something like that, and, and, kind of. and, and I'm really excited to share this new synthesized version, so the assumption is made that not everyone's going to like listening to long form conversations. I personally love long form conversations because I'm a person of nuance and depth. You can't, you know, <laughs> sum up sum a person up in, you know, one conversation or 10 minutes, but you can get bite sized nuggets that resonate with people. And so it's our that's, job to
4: mine the gold. <laughs> that, okay. Sorry to interrupt. No, you're that, good. That's kind of why I wanted to, to do this with you is because. <laughs> I don't really like to listen to those long-form conversations. I mean, if it's really interesting to me, I will. Like, I'll go back to the the same podcast and listen to the duration of it for, you know, four days. I'll listen to a chunk here, a chunk there. But typically, I don't. So something that I haven't really gotten out of podcasts was that combination of, of multiple, you know, multiple people having different things they're doing and synthesizing something together out of it, summarizing something that anybody can gain from if they were to listen to that podcast, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So having one person say something different, another person say something different, really kind of looking in depth at what do they mean? And then you see that there are some form of similarities that we can then synthesize together and make it to a bite-sized morsel for people to listen to and gain something out of. So I thought that was kind of cool to, to see because when I was listening to some of these podcasts, it's like I, I I know they're saying something helpful and useful. And they're all saying similar things in the end of it, if that makes sense. Sorry if I'm not making sense here. No, it is. You're good. It's kind of like when Elon Musk says, like, with this new AI coming out, <laughs> we'll be able to – Convi- like we'll be able to explain our thoughts to people when we have them. Yeah. And we won't have to like go about saying stuff like it's this. It's like mind reading, <laughs> but you're just. But I think I think it's going to be cool because it's something that I haven't gotten from other podcasts and I think it's going to maybe bring a new audience of people to listen. So
0: Yeah, and, and that's the hope for me is really just making information accessible to as many people as possible in, yeah. in the hopes that they will – pick up the baton or whatever we're throwing at them. And they, they view it in a way that they, they can now apply it in their own life and, and start, you know, finding sources that they resonate with. Like maybe they don't resonate with what I have to say, but I'm going to leave enough links in, in descriptions or whatever, so that they can, you know, make it work for them in whatever way that they see it. And that's really the whole point of this. And to have someone like you who, who who d- likes the smaller bite-sized chunk is important because i it's hard for me to see it i'm too close to, to these interviews since i've done all of them you know it's it's like trying to to look at a human being and say which one should i like what limb do i cut off first or, or something like <laughs> that or or cutting off your own limb because i just it's like well if you listen the next minute then it's like that's where things get juicy or something <laughs> yeah so
4: yeah and it could be easily missed so I, you know, the, the podcast that I did listen to, there were more there were more things to talk about, but that's that's the beauty of it because you can still add the same people later yeah. on. And exactly. Say this is what they're they're saying something different this time, and what can we gain out of it here? So I think that's um, the direction I w- would like to take it. Is there's a lot of self betterment out there, and people are lost right now, and they're looking for something to do, and they don't know how to do it. So This first, you know, a la carte episode is really about how to get that energy to do something you want to do and accomplish something. So that way you don't (laughs) feel so bummed out and stuck because that can lead you to a whole depression and not a good lifestyle. So I think it's going to be interesting to see uh, the feedback that Mm -hmm. we get from this. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I really agree with that. And, you know, it's ironic now that I was thinking, as you were explaining that, it just th- dawned on me. It's like, here you are. With, with, you were on the first episode of this whole thing, and now you're on the first episode of this next stage that we're doing too. You're you're ushering in a new dawn for each of the...
4: <laughs> you know, what can I say? I'm, I'm very thankful to be a part of, of something that's cool. You know, <laughs> to me, it's cool. Uh, I, I really it's really easy that. for me to not do much of anything you know what I'm saying so to have a project to, to work on is I'm thankful for that
0: yeah I really appreciate it Mike and everything yeah. you do you know even just editing and stuff like that thank you all for listening to this episode of feeding curiosity I hope you all learned something or at least got you thinking if you want to dive in deeper please head over to feedingcuriosity.net to find related links, or just more podcasts and blogs that we posted there. On top of this, please consider subscribing to our newsletter to stay up to date on the latest happenings on the website. Thank you all for joining me one more time, and we'll catch you all in the next episode.